0: To Growing Up Skywalker. I'm Sam. Hi, I'm Anna. We're recording a special session because our neighborhood has been taken over by a roving band of musicians. So this is season six, episode three, Fugitive.
1: From our friend Rachel's
0: house. Yeah, thanks, Rachel. Uh, when in doubt, go to the source. So this is the second half of the conspiracy arc. And when we last left, you asked, is Fives arrested? And the answer is yes. Fives is arrested. Nalise and Shakti have walked in on him with the tumor from Tup's head. And it's actually like super large. I don't know if there's weird Star Wars magic going on. This thing's the size of like a thumbprint. But Fives is yelling at Nalise saying, You're willing to kill Tup. And Shakti says, Fine, we're sending it to the Jedi Temple. And Nalise is grouchy about this because she said, Oh, the Chancellor said to send it to him. And she's like, Whatever my word is law. They have one more physical for Fives. And as Fives is sets himself on the gurney and is moving through the halls of Camino, he passes AZ 345211. He says, Oh, are you getting your memory wiped too? That's what I heard.
1: <laughs> we can be friends as long as we remember each other.
0: See, this is why this is why droids are super untrustworthy. But anyway, well, I mean, they're untrustworthy. They do the right thing as opposed to what they're programmed. Anyway, Fives decides he's not having any of this. Proceeds to beat up everyone in the entire hallway and take a runner. Him and Az are in the garage where there's orbs, Kaminoan flying orbs. They steal one and then they come up with the plan of this. No, this is a distraction. Can you float? And AZ is like, of course I can float, but why? And they jump out of the orb, land in the ocean. AZ turns into a tiny, comically undersized speeder bike. They fly back.
1: Fives rides him like a cowboy back in. It is phenomenal. Yes,
0: they go back to Topoka City and make their way inside. So Malisei is on the phone with Tyrannus, Count Dooku. And she's like, yeah, well, the clone is dead, but the slide was stolen by a renegade clone. And Tyrannus is like, a renegade clone? That's even worse. <laughs> so we see Fives sneaking in, and he's just really good at beating up the other clones. They get to the DNA library. The I guess. genetic
1: records hall. Yeah,
0: the genetic records hall. And they say, okay, this is definitely not part of Django's original programming. However, that twigs an alert, and Shakti and Nalase send a bunch of clones in quiet like they have everyone leave. But Faj is on them. He escapes, and AZ welds the ceiling hatch behind them as they're running away. They
1: are literally a dream team. Too quick for you, Nalase.
0: Mm-hmm. So now they say, we need to figure out when it was implanted. So they go to the fetus library, where all the baby clones are. And they start going through and find that this thing is implanted while they're still in like the second trimester.
1: And this is after they come to a very important conclusion. Mm-hmm. If the chip was in Tup, it might be in Fives, too. So they actually go to a surgery room and Fives gets an emergency frontal lobotomy and they pull a the chip out of his head and they compare it to the one that was in Tup's head. Mm -hmm. and Tops was decayed, and Fives is okay, and they double-check the one that was in Fives's head to the ones in the embryo room, and it turns out that every little clone baby has a chip of their own.
0: So, eventually, Nalase sneaks in, uh, because when they're in the baby library, Nalase had seen this, that he was hacking in, but did not tell Shakti. She sneaks in and says, why are you doing this? It's an inhibitor chip to make sure you don't get so aggressive. And Master Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas is responsible for this. So Fives has been betrayed. He's incredibly angry. He doesn't know what's going on. Shock T shows up, arrests him. He says, I have the evidence. And AZ shows them the evidence of the two slides, one from inside Fives and one from inside top. The one from top is gray and gross. The one from inside Fives is pink and Presumably normal. But Nalse says, when we removed it from Tups, uh, he died. But because you've removed yours, that means you're a menace. And Fives is pretty angry. He's pretty irritable. He's pretty crazy. But Shakti says, He's mine now. I'm sending you, I'm sending him to the Chancellor to tell his story. And Nalse says, Well, I'm coming too. So they are heading out. Fives is once again strapped to a gurney and says, I'll see you on the other side, AZ. And AZ says, the other side of what? And we move on to the next bit, where we finally figure out what's happening in this conspiracy.
1: So the next episode, Orders, starts with a fortune cookie. The popular belief isn't always the correct one. Major Ahsoka vibes, if you're (laughs) you're picking up what I'm putting down.
0: Yeah, for real.
1: Just as they're about to land on Coruscant, Nala say drugs fives.
0: With presumably hyperroids that make him real
1: woozy. Some kind of woozy nonsense. Mm. So, when he's taken in to see Chancellor Palpatine, he is weebling and wobbling. He is already raving and seemingly not in his right mind. And there's this beautiful moment when he gets carted in to see Palpatine. He's on the gurney. He's delirious. And he hears the Chancellor's voice and he pulls himself together. You can see him straightening up and trying to focus. So, Fives... If he doesn't have the entire plan, he has some of the knowledge, and mm-hmm. he's using it to try to convince Palpatine that the inhibitor chips actually make the clones more aggressive, not less. Yeah. So Palpatine sends Nala Se and Shakti away so he can have a, a private audience with fives it is an obvious frame scene that they just didn't have time for because Shakti is meditating in the hallway outside when all of a sudden Palpatine is yelling, guards, he's trying to kill me. And they open up on this perfect tableau of Palpatine on the ground and Fives pointing a blaster at him, After. having obviously been provoked.
0: And obviously beating up everyone in the room because that's Fives' style.
1: So Shakti chases him, but he squeezes out of the blast doors of the medical facility. I'm getting Sam very tired of all of our faves getting framed. But now there's a manhunt on for Fives. Mm -hmm. He's been framed for an assassination attempt on the Chancellor. The Jedi are supposed to stay out of it. But Anakin loves to meddle. And Fives is one of his guys. He's one of the 501st. Yeah. So he grabs Rex and they go after Fives. It's actually perfect because Fives is still shaking off the drugs in downtown Coruscant and he hops into a taxi and he heads to a clone bar so he can blend in while he tries to figure out a way to lure Anakin and Rex to him. Mm -hmm. He spots Kix in this disgusting clone sports bar.
0: It didn't look that bad to me. It
1: looked real seedy. I'm not (laughs) going to lie. He follows Kix into the bathroom. He gets Kix on his side. He gives him some coordinates Mm -hmm. so that Kix can get Rex and Anakin to come talk to him alone. And Kix promises to help and Fives gets away on a speeder, but a security droid follows him down into the lower levels to this warehouse and gets a camera shot of his tattoo. So the tricky thing is that we get a shot from Fives' point of view, and he is real wobbly.
0: Yeah, he like is parking the speeder bike and has trouble getting off of it. Whatever drugs they gave him are really messing with him badly.
1: Totally blitzing up his vision. So when Anakin and Rex show up to come talk to him, he really doesn't sound great, but he makes them put down their weapons and then he traps them inside of a force field so mm-hmm. that they can't hurt him in any way and he's trying to explain that there's this massive conspiracy and he's being framed and there are chips inside of every clone's head and the chancellor's in on it and And it's the
0: chancellor's idea it goes all the way up
1: and he just goes too far for anakin he crosses a line he impugns the chancellor and it's just too much for anakin to take and then right then commander fox and his troops burst into the warehouse Mm -hmm. Fives wheels around, he says, "Get away from me." He picks up Rex's blaster, he's shakily aiming it towards the clone troopers, and Fox puts a hole in his chest,
0: yeah, right in the right in the kill spot. so
1: Rex rushes to him, cradles him as he dies. Fives's last words are the mission, the nightmare. It's finally over. mm-hmm which were Tup's last words, too.
0: And all the clones, including Commander Fox, are taking off their helmets and just They look horrified. Yeah.
1: So we close on a spectacular bit of gaslighting from Palpatine back in his office. Mm -hmm. He gathers the whole Jedi Council. He says that his doctors examined Tup and Fives, and found something that Nala Say missed, quote-unquote. They found a parasite native to Ringo Vinda, mm-hmm. which is where the clones were stationed. And that's what caused the inhibitor chips to decay and made Tup and 5s go crazy. And we close on Palpatine cackling over the holocron to Duku. They've covered up the plot. Tup and 5s are dead. They're going to destroy all of the evidence. And we close on Palpatine saying, no one will be able to stop our plan to execute Order 66. Yeah. And that is the conspiracy arc.
0: So Fives came so close to being able to communicate what was going on, but he was communicating to all the wrong people. It's like you said earlier... A few episodes ago that Palpatine, even when he fails, he always succeeds.
1: Oh, my God. Absolutely. I have so much to talk about. Yeah. Do you want to start with Fives? Yes, please. Fives is so smart. Yeah. Fives is so phenomenal in this arc. He... So I think I first noticed it in this arc in Fugitive when he's being led down the hallway and he runs into AZ and mm-hmm. AZ is like, oh, hey, man, it's so nice to see you before your memories get wiped. Yeah. And then he, they turn you into a janitor. Yeah. Five's like, excuse me, hot? Mm-hmm. And then he... Not only we in that moment, we see him breaking free from all of the Kaminoan guards and all of the clone trooper guards. And we think he's just running away and he grabs AZ and they grab a speeder and they grab a little escape pod and they're flying out through Kamino. And it turns out he literally planned an entire diversion in milliseconds. And he says this conspiracy goes all the way to the top. We have to go back and investigate.
0: Yeah,
1: I. I'm not sure if that is fives or if that is training or if that is nature or if that is nurture. But the fact that fives was able to do so much and think through so much in milliseconds is amazing to me.
0: Fives is like the ideal of what you want those clone troopers to be. In the uh Tartakowski Clone Wars, there's some really cool episodes that are basically silent of clone troopers. And you never see them without their helmets in the Tartakowski one, running around using their hand motions and doing like super crazy things where six of them will take on some horrific monster, and those are called arc troopers. And that is what Fives is. He is the best of the best. And we don't get to see other arc troopers do this kind of thing we did see gregor do crazy clone commando stuff but when you have like the super soldier of the super soldiers they're thinking so far tactically ahead that it's it's really cool to watch because yeah. that is the type of plan that More than anyone else, he is the one who very nearly threw a wrench in Palpatine's plans.
1: Oh, my God. Absolutely. I really want to talk about that. It's amazing because I think if we had the knowledge of, you know, insider military command structures, Mm -hmm. I feel like Fives would be on the level of some highly specialized, like 007 level independent operator.
0: Yeah, he'd be a spec ops guy, just some... Ghost in the Wind, but normally they have extremely high ranks because they are able to commandeer and command like pretty significant forces. Of like, I need an artillery strike here now, or I need to like be paid at a certain level to have a black ops budget, or I have this many people working for me, and that is what Fives is. He's an ARC trooper, and he doesn't have a rank. He is basically he's Anakin's second hand man. And Anakin is horrifyingly competent.
1: Yeah. We don't really get to see ARC troopers, as you said, in action a lot. But the fact that they're able to be so flexible, that Fives can be an attache, he can be part of an existing battalion, he can be an independent operator, just it's incredible to see him flex to the situation Mm -hmm. and he's always three steps ahead of the viewer i don't know about you but i did not see anything coming as far as his tactics and his strategy
0: i also really liked when he's he's flying along and so the kaminoans of course in their beautiful ikea art style their (laughs) ship is called you know the orb the
1: kaminoan aesthetic is so peak
0: (laughs) and they're flying along in this orb and he like kicks the door open he's like all right can you float? Because this isn't an escape. He's like, (laughs) what? It's like, no, this is the diversion. And he just kicks AZ out and dives after him. And they're in the choppy seas of Camino. And, I don't know if Fives asked AZ if he can float so that he had a flotation device. Or, or to
1: prepare AZ because <laughs> Fives was five steps ahead. <laughs> Fives and like, AZ was three steps behind. Fives is
0: like, it'd be great if you can float because that makes my job quite a bit easier. But I'm I fully to prepared
1: you. to backstroke all the way back to Camino. Calling
0: 40 pounds of Sassy dry you know? <laughs>
1: What really struck me at the beginning of Fugitive is when Nala Say taunts Fives. Mm -hmm. And she says, maybe by removing the tumor, you killed your best friend. Yeah. It hit me that Fives is grieving this whole time.
0: Yeah. Although... I'd imagine, once again, being an extreme special forces operator dude, he is capable of compartmentalizing that, right?
1: No, I'm sure he is, but Fives' point, the, one of the threads he's trying to weave throughout this entire arc is that the clones are just as human as Django Fett, mm-hmm. and they have the full spectrum of human emotions. Yeah. So even if he's compartmentalizing, it's not that he's not grieving somewhere.
0: Yeah, he's just saving it for a time and place that he can do it because right now it's a combat situation.
1: Yeah, it, it's just amazing to me because I know that we are, most of us, capable of compartmentalizing and sometimes it's even a welcome distraction yeah. from grief to be doing something big. But it's just that he's, he's grieving and he's still willing to die himself mm-hmm. if he can save the rest of his brothers, if he can get the answer. And I was just thinking that if he had been able to succeed, it would have been such a beautiful like death offering to top, you know, like a gift to mm-hmm. him after he's passed on.
0: Yeah, that brings up, I think, the core theme of this arc, mm. which is that. As Fives, because Fives, as we spoke about previously, is the representative of clone individuality. Yes. Because.
1: Where Rex is the perfect soldier,
0: Mm -hmm. Fives
1: is a phenomenal soldier, but he's also an individualist.
0: Yeah. He recognizes that orders are orders and you don't always have to follow them. And oftentimes you need someone who's willing to not follow orders in order to save lives and get things done, which is why on Umbara, he was the guy who's sent off to do things with Rexes. like, I see nothing, I hear nothing, I say nothing.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up Umbara because I think Fives is so much further ahead than Rex was in the Umbara arc. Mm -hmm. Rex's emotional journey in the Umbara arc was to realize that being a good soldier doesn't always mean following orders. Mm -hmm. And Fives is already there. He knows that to be a good soldier, you have to have the big picture and you have to... If you have a suspicion that something is rotten in the state of command, you have a responsibility to figure it out Mm
0: -hmm. for
1: the good of the clones, for the good of the soldiers.
0: And what makes Fives the perfect protagonist for this arc is that the idea of the inhibitor chips goes so against his self-understanding He thinks, yeah, I was conditioned to do this job. I was raised to do this job. I was born and bred to do this job and genetically engineered to do this job. I do it well, not because of all of that. I do it well because of who I am.
1: Mm. And the fact that
0: I'm not trusted to do it without some mental command or that they feel the need to put overrides in me to do one thing or another, or that my skills and training and abilities might be used without my consent or knowledge is abhorrent. So, if anything, Fives is perhaps more against the idea of the clones being used for that. And he talks about that because he puts the whole plan together really quickly, faster than anyone else. He recognizes that, of course, the clones are going to be used to kill their best friends, which is not how war works. Mm. And Fives is fundamentally a warrior, which means that he understands that, like, there's no rules in war. And as Shakti said... uh adversity is a constant in war when he was in high school. But
1: (laughs) I think he probably remembers. he,
0: He probably does. He probably recognizes that. But he also is like, there is a fairness in it is my skills, tools, training versus your skills, tools and training. And if you have an off button or a kill switch inside my head, then this whole thing, this whole exercise has been pointless. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah.
1: Is that the theme, do you think? Because you said that.
0: I think that is his theme. I think Fives' theme is one of self-determination versus hardcore reprogramming. Mm -hmm. And that is why he is solving the problem in his own way, which is... I mean, he's not particularly eloquent, even for a clone. He kind of like... (laughs) He's not one to He's give expressive. speeches. He's expressive.
1: You can tell a lot from his face, but his words are not particular. They're blunt instruments, they as are.
0: it were. And so going back to Umbara arc, because that is the last time... That's was, when we
1: hung out with the whole crew. We yeah, had Rex, we had Tup, we had Fives. The most
0: time we ever spent with Fives. We had really. hard
1: Case. Oh, rest in peace, baby.
0: <laughs> so Fives was always the one who did not understand that there is a formality to words That there is a way of speaking between people because he is such a finely attuned military instrument that the time for diplomacy is gone for him. And that also is his failing Mm -hmm. in this arc, right? And that he can't talk his way out of a situation because he has zero ranks in persuasion.
1: Well, maybe. Or... The screenwriters had to literally engineer an excuse mm. to take the polish off of Fives because they needed to make him less capable. They did. Because he was too smart to get caught.
0: uh, Yes, this is true. And they did. And So Nalase
1: shoots him up full of his drugs so that the more he protests and the more that he tries to free himself from the situation, the more he plays into this idea that Nalase has planted, that he has made himself dangerous, that he has opted into a situation that removed his inhibitorship and now... He's more aggressive and less compliant. Mm-hmm. He's dangerous. He has to be put down before he, he can become a danger to others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't imagine that there's good psychiatric care for clones because long-term medical work on veterans is expensive, as are clones. But the clones, as the as the council, as the republic, and as the Kamenons see them, are replaceable that's hardware
1: i mean we know that they sometimes will get shipped back to camino to -hmm. get some rehab physical we don't know about emotional or mental we know that sometimes they get thrown in a back to tank yeah but other than that we don't see a lot of rehabilitation for injured clones yeah either they die or they go back to the front
0: yeah so the social contract with clones has always been one of... It's it's such a tricky one to be raised as a chattel slave warrior and then to be expected to perform. And I think that's the theme that I want to... That, that is meaningful to me for Fives is he's like, it's a crappy hand, I, I played it well, and I hate that the game is still rigged against me.
1: yeah. So that actually brings up something that I really want to talk about, mm-hmm. which is Nala say again. I know we talked about Nala say last episode. I want to talk about her again.
0: She's uh she's
1: really annoying. She's an a-hole. Okay, so last episode we talked about how Nala say maybe still thinks that she's reporting to the Jedi when she calls Lord Tyrannus. Mm-hmm. And maybe there really is a need to keep the inhibitor chips a secret from the rest of the Jedi mm-hmm. in case there's a rogue Jedi or, I don't know, a rogue clone. But I don't feel like it adequately explains how actively malicious she's being in this episode.
0: I feel like she... Her and uh, Lamasu. Might be like, okay, so we know Lord Tyrannus isn't necessarily a Jedi, or like the machinations of the Jedi are so far beyond that we need to assure that we are following Lord tyrannus's plans rather than the Jedi. What they might think, if they're clever, is that Tyrannus is working for Palpatine. And that's why they want to do such good work with Palpatine and work so closely with Palpatine. Not just because Palpatine pulls the purse strings, but they're like, Oh yeah, this Lord Tyrannus character might be a breakaway faction within the Jedi order who works for Palpatine, which is actually 100% correct.
1: Yes, it, it's true. It's just that. They're operating with such a low level of culpability and transparency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if they thought there was a splinter group inside of the Jedi being led by Lord Tyrannus, no one has ever mentioned the name Lord Tyrannus. No one in the Jedi Order that they know of uses the title Lord. There's yeah. just so much that they are willfully ignoring. And this is totally besides the point. This is just to prove that Lamasu and Nala are a-holes, right?
0: Well... It also goes to show the importance of, I, I keep circling back to this. I wonder if the, Dave Filoni was undergoing some sort of trouble when season six <laughs> and seven came out. But lawyers, man. If you had, <laughs> so the reason, basically the way I view it, is that the Kamino and Cloning Corporation LLC is just that. It's some big megacorp that takes in billions of credits to put out bespoke bio technology. Yeah. Right. It's just a a far out there. I mean, they have a genetic
1: hall of records. Cloning is what they do. Yeah.
0: And so their ethics with regards to cloning, they're just like, yeah, well, we have our own planet. You can outlaw clones on your planet, but we'll still clone you. And So they have this really dubious set of ethics. I don't think it's related to them being good or evil. I think it's just relating to them being venal and greedy. Yeah,
1: I think that's why they're so frustrating to watch in this arc. There's this, like, I just wrote down (laughs) about this one interaction. And I will transcribe that for you if you want. It it looks exactly like it sounds. There's that conversation that Shakti and Nala Say have where, you know, Sha- Nala Say comes in on Fives and the embryo baby library and Shakti runs in after her. And Nala Say says, Master Jedi, we have to terminate this trooper immediately. Mm-hmm. Fives is like, I'm not a piece of hardware. I'm a living being.
0: Yeah.
1: Nala Say says, you're created in our laboratories. You are Kaminoan property. Mm-hmm. And Shakti, of all people says, um, technically he's property of the Republic, so... That, and I just... Yeah. Blah, well, that is rage. how you would,
0: That is how you would outmaneuver someone whose point of view is that, right? Find the common ground and be like... Well, by your own definition, you're wrong.
1: Right. She's stepping into Nalise's shoes Mm -hmm. and saying, well, if you're going to treat this in terms of property, then he's my property. Yeah. But I just, uh, I just want better because I love Shakti. Except now I have fewer reasons to love her.
0: Also, the old uh, close the blast doors just in time to get caught behind them trick is so...
1: <laughs> like, when you
0: get caught by that, you're such a doofus. It
1: was delightful. For fives, not for Shakti. For we did get that very fun chasing with her, you know, through Watching the medical her, facility. Yeah. It was very fun. But, so I said that. Something that you said reminded me of why I wanted to talk about Nala Se, mm-hmm. right? And it's related to this kaminoan way of thinking about the work that they do and i actually was i was reading up on nala Se a little bit because i just think she's a really interesting ambivalent figure if she's not a villain she's an antagonist mm-hmm. and i i found this little write-up from starwars.com and i just wanted to read it to you because i think it's really interesting Nala Se sees Fives and the rest of his brothers as property, experiments that have gone awry thanks to the Jedi-inspiring creative thinking and even supporting their desire to be seen as individuals. Mm -hmm. To the Kaminoans, Fives isn't a person. He's something to be owned, like a droid, and treated as such. If they want to wipe his memory or kill and dissect him, Nala Se believes they have that right. Yeah. You know what comes to mind when I read that? Eugenicist? Yeah. Slave owner? Yeah. You said that Fives' life is like a warrior, chattel slave. Yeah. And that's totally what Nala Say thinks, too. She sees them as slaves.
0: She does, for sure. I mean, they don't get paid, so...
1: And that's so dark. I hate that. I hate... I... Ah, I know we start in The Phantom Menace with Anakin being a slave and Shmi being a slave. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's so fascinating that Star Wars really wants to get into this territory and talk about slavery.
0: Yeah. Well, when the original trilogy came out in 1977, there were people whose grandparents or even parents had been slaves in the U.S., right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because that
0: was a lot of years ago today, but it was only... 110 years removed from the Civil War.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little bit different of a conversation when you talk about American slavery, because we still have economic ramifications from that.
0: Oh, absolutely. We don't
1: really actually see that in Star Wars, because Anakin is elevated from slave to Jedi. So he Without, goes from having no yeah. prestige to having privilege and rank.
0: Well, that's something we talked about recently with regard to feudalism, because the wheels of capitalism in the star Wars universe are not as pervasive as they are in ours, Mm. because it seems like people are able to get by on a shoestring budget with fewer bills. You kind of can bounce around from job to job, making 200 credits here and 50 credits there and a thousand credits here. And that's like, Everyone in the Star Wars universe seems to be a drifter.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And maybe we're seeing the scum and villainy side of Star Wars, the outer rim, more than how people work in Coruscant. But even then, whenever we go to Coruscant, we basically just see the seedy underbelly and we I see mean, that this, type of thing.
1: this very episode, we get a long scene with a taxi cab driver.
0: Who, uh, importantly, says, your mother was a droid as an (laughs) insult. But it's funny because Fives, you know, didn't have parents.
1: Yeah, totally. They didn't have a mother His mom was was an embryo vat, you know? And his dad was Jango fat. Yeah. I love that. But, you know, we see these, like, cute Twi'let girls visiting Coruscant for fun and Mm -hmm. getting a taxi drive. And I I think we see kind of regular Coruscant, regular people.
0: We see... Well, besides the the high-level, you know, council and senate building that apparently you can see from each other, we we see three different spots on Camino during this arc. We see the first place that Fives escapes to, which is kind of a fun urban nightlife scene where he does pick up that cab.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like and, downtown Coruscant. Yeah,
0: downtown Coruscant. And there's a bunch of people moving around. There's, there's fun stuff. Then he goes to the clone bar. And the clone bar is, you know... Sketchy and Uh, far away. It was actually
1: so gross. I live in a town with a lot of military bars. Okay. And I feel like I am a credible person to talk to about military bars. I'm not going to lie. They are not safe. <laughs> they are not safe for women. They're actually not safe for anybody. There's a lot of murders at military bars. Well, as soon as the cab
0: pulls in, Fives is like, I'm not paying my bill. And the clones out front start throwing full beer bottles at the,
1: the Oh, my God. It's actually really horrifying. They're like, just bill it to the Republic. We come from taxpayer dollars anyway. Yeah. Like, If someone in the military said that to me, I would punch them in the face and then they would murder me. Maybe. And that cab driver is going to do so much more bad for clone PR even than the Jedi do.
0: It's funny. uh, Fives told the cab driver the entire story and the cabbie's like, wow. Yeah, I hear stories like that all the time.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, so if there's a theme to this arc for me and I want to kind of, yeah. you know, draw a circle because I've I've sort of rambled a little bit through this conversation, but if there's a theme for me in this entire arc, it's that everything fives fought for dies when the truth dies on the floor of Palpatine's office. Mm. Because fives had the whole story. And was telling it to anybody who would listen. And this is how the truth dies in a dark room where everyone heard it and no one believes it could be true. Or they were systematically lied to, to disbelieve it and discard it and forget about it.
0: So what's funny about that, the fortune cookie for the second episode for orders, the popular belief isn't always the correct one. Yeah. I feel that... The popular belief is to trust in some inherent goodness within the system.
1: Mm-hmm. And when the system
0: is perverted from the very top, it is a moment of incredible crisis of conscience for people who are like, yes, we live in you know, some flavor of oligarchic democracy. And that's what republic citizens do. They're like, yes, we have a senator. We've never seen them, but we have one. And ostensibly, it's part of a system of governance with some element of representation. Totally. And when it turns out that the leader who is above the law is the one who's breaking things, people are so unwilling to believe that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that. I'm not a conspiracy person. Like... Sometimes I go on Reddit, our conspiracy, just to see kind of what the uh, chatter is. and used I'm to like, be fun. Yeah, it's. It's not compelling to me at all. And I think that's sort of a safety mechanism, right? Because if you start questioning one thing, then you start questioning everything. And then you can't trust anything in your life or in the world. And conspiracists think that's the way forward, right? But when you're looking from the other side, when you're the Anakin and the Rex looking at fives, you're like, I don't want to go down that path with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's why Anakin doesn't want to do it, because Anakin trusts the Chancellor implicitly. But also, Anakin and Rex would have to change their worldview. I feel like it'd be easy enough for Fives to convince someone on the street, someone random, that there's a problem and it goes up to the Chancellor. I don't think he could convince people whose future and lives and livelihood are invested in the Chancellor being saw a force for good, like well, so- Anakin and Racks.
1: Yeah, these are all of the smaller webs that Palpatine has been weaving, mm-hmm. right? All of these years, these small webs have been just as important as the big one. And they're the ones holding the big web up. He has been grooming Anakin for years to believe that he is special. He's made Anakin loyal to him. So that when Anakin's right hand guy, his second deputy comes up to him and says, this plan goes all the way to the top. The chancellor is in on it. He tried to frame me. Mm -hmm. Anakin won't see the truth.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's, it's such a conniving move when someone is able to tell you the truth and like, no one will ever believe you. Yeah,
1: Fives uncovered the entire Sith plan for ascension, mm-hmm. spoke it out loud to some of the most powerful people in the galaxy, and no one believed him. Yep. It is so maddening, right, as yeah. a viewer.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Even having the receipts and the proof and all this stuff, because if they had kept him alive for one second or investigated this afterwards, if the Jedi had gotten involved, if some independent agency had gotten involved, they would have gotten to the bottom of it. The whole thing is pretty flimsy. And that's why it leaves behind such a trail of bodies is because you have to keep silencing witness after witness. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It might be flimsy, but the Sith are not. Palpatine has his... Dark tentacles into everything, right? Yeah. And the Jedi keep saying... They keep asking Fives, where's the evidence? Show me the evidence. He's Mm -hmm. like, I have it. I have all the evidence. It's in my hand. It's in your hand.
0: It's in your head. It's in
1: your head. It's in our heads.
0: Like, we could take Rex and pull the tumor out of him. You know, we could... We could put him on a medical frigate, take the tumor out of him, and see, it'll take
1: three minutes. Yeah,
0: and then watch him for three days and see if, he, like, have him do psychiatric tests for three days on aggression and see if he gets more aggressive or less aggressive. Do it with thirty clones, have a control group, and see what happens. And no one is willing to do that.
1: Well, they might have been. They might have been able to believe fives, but mm-hmm. Palpatine gaslight, gatekeep, girl bosses. Everything. It doesn't matter. It's just, I know we're supposed to... I know one of the popular readings of the later seasons of the Clone Wars is that the Jedi are incompetent or that Mm -hmm. they're corrupt or that Yoda has led them astray. But we just can't ignore that Palpatine is this disgusting spider at the middle of a web corrupting the Jedi for them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right? It's, It's not really their fault?
0: No, because they're stuck within their systems. We've talked not in a while, because I'm a few books behind, of the Higher Republic series and how the Jedi are based not so much on Coruscant. And I think that that would have been a really important thing. Drawing the Jedi into Coruscant and having that locus of power be the same as the political locus of power is something which led to this problem. But... We haven't gotten to the bottom of this yet. Even, really? Even within season six. Really? Th- there's another arc coming up pretty soon.
1: Okay, fascinating, because I was just thinking that I loved this arc, but I wish that we lived in that perfect world where I hadn't seen Revenge of the Sith yet. Mm-hmm. Because this grand mystery, this grand tension of this arc is not a mystery and it's not tense because we know what happens.
0: There's still more.
1: Okay, that's really exciting. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, I love that.
0: But also, in terms of the timeline of the Clone Wars, we are in the last couple of months, if not weeks at this point.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's all coming to a head. All the things are starting to happen simultaneously. Everything's getting really crazy. It's amazing how with hyperspace and the winnowing down of the Jedi into a smaller and smaller force, they've, they're have they thrown all over the galaxy. And so it's really tough to keep track of who's in charge of what theater of war, because they move at the speed of plot. But <laughs> yeah. we are definitely in the end game of the Clone Wars right now. Okay. Interesting.
1: I'm also glad there's more to this story, because... I don't know if you noticed, but the conspiracy arc had the same plot line as the Jedi Temple bombing arc.
0: It really did. It's
1: just a frame job. It's got the same story Mm -hmm. beats and everything.
0: Yeah, it does. I wonder if somewhere in the writer's room is some element of combining that all almost into like a Mm. six episode arc of fives and rex and ahsoka all having to do something and they just couldn't couldn't get it to work within the strictures of of the structure of the the thing they're working on
1: god more frames than a hobby lobby (laughs) (laughs) i can't handle it i hate frame jobs
0: i know well that's that's what does it is that you in a way you can look at someone who is a you know loose cannon like fives and that is, to some viewpoints, to someone who's, you know, a general, if you're Obi-Wan Kenobi, you see five, he's so like, he's a loose cannon. I'm glad he works for Anakin, not me.
1: <laughs> Anakin's like, man, this guy really has it all together. Yeah,
0: I love loose cannons. <laughs> but he
1: makes me, you know, look real sloppy. <laughs> yeah,
0: this way I can go canoodle with Padme on weekends. But by making him into a tragic hero who tried his best but did not succeed— You're rehabilitating that image, but you're also taking away the most primal, most vibrant member of the clones that we've met.
1: Yeah, because we talked about this even earlier in our discussion, right? Rex is a phenomenal clone, but he's the quintessential good soldier. Yeah. Whereas Fives was so flagrantly an individual. Yeah. He was just himself. Yeah. He... He celebrated and honored the fact that clones are individuals, right? And I love that. And I love that kind of fan service.
0: And in a larger meta-narrative, the death of fives does presage the end of the individuality of clones. Mm. Right?
1: We have lost basically all of my favorite clones at this point. Oh. And we have whittled away at the number of clones that we would recognize in episode three. Mm -hmm. And I think how this serves the story, too, is that Anakin keeps losing his trusted people. Yep, He lost Ahsoka. He lost Fives. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with Rex. But I think it, it serves to fray all of his connections between himself and the Jedi and the Republic and sets him up really well for what's going to happen.
0: Because that is how his fear will manifest, is by being isolated. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting point, because at the very end, I have on a special note that Fox takes off his helmet. Oh, yeah. And he is a bog-standard, basic, clone, normal hairdo, no face tattoos. Yeah, shaved
1: head and everything.
0: And that individuality is not him.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have just seen Fox over and over again, especially in the last couple arcs of season five and six, be a tool of Palpatine, Mm -hmm. essentially, right? And it actually was very meaningful, even though he killed Fives. He looked stricken when Mm -hmm. Fives was dying and saying to Rex, the nightmare is finally ending. Because even though individuality is not his thing, he recognized that brothership and that kinship with Fives. And he was like, oh, no, what have I done? Maybe there was more to learn. Guess we'll never know.
0: Because he's just doing his job. He's not part of this investigation. The clones are put into such interesting roles where they can't can't solve any of their own problems. And they can't rely on the people they even trust to solve their problems for them. It's really tragic.
1: That, my friends, is slavery. You're not wrong. God, that was a dark note to end on. I do want to say... There was phenomenal music. The entire second half of this arc, all of orders was dark and sinister and tense and exciting, and you're flowing from one scene to the next. Fugitive was a great episode. It was a little chonky. Orders was so smooth Mm -hmm. and beautiful and compelling and dark. It was it was good TV. (laughs) It was good. Good TV.
0: Well, I think that brings us to once again the Wall of Clones for Baywatch.
1: Oh no! Play (laughs) taps. Are you saying it's time for Baywatch? Baywatch.
0: All right, who's it gonna be?
1: I'm not pulling any punches, Sam. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fives. Oh yeah, definitely. It's definitely fives. I'm I'm so glad we agree. <laughs> yeah, we, we agree. It's fives. <laughs> okay, excellent. I
0: mean, not only is he the star of all these episodes in a really meaningful way, Anakin was kind of doofy. Rex was subservient to Anakin. Palpatine, while a manipulative bastard wasn't the kind of bastard who you enjoy watching because he's such a big bad and he has so much power over everyone else. And Nalse is horrible. And Shakti is a wet noodle. And that's all the characters in this arc.
1: <laughs> AZ was pretty great. AZ's great. AZ is absolutely pretty much as reliable as R2 in a crisis. He <laughs> and Fives were such a great team in this arc.
0: There is a scene where they're walking through some, like, training school for baby clones. Oh my
1: god, we got to see all the baby bobas. And
0: he's like, act normal. And AZ's like,
1: la 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 lulu la la la. Like, and the kaminoans uh, are like, I'm calling Nala Se. Yeah, I'm
0: calling the cops.
1: <laughs> and AZ's like, how was that? Was I normal? And Fives is like, for you? Yeah, it was pretty normal. It was great.
0: See, that's another thing that's great about Fives. Fail forward. He's like, this plan has fallen apart. So on to my next plan. Oh,
1: I would have <laughs> lost my mind. And yeah. Fives was like, yeah, whatever.
0: You it's you know, that is actually what sells it, I think, to Anakin and Rex and T when fives is amped up on terrible kevin oh, drugs yeah. that he's ranting and raving and and is says like he's super aggressive because normally
1: we've never seen fives like that
0: no he's like oh man pong Krell. yeah let's shoot that guy he's real bad <laughs> you
1: know? he is so calm cool and collected always and yeah. that descent for him i think it's important that we start orders with him being drugged so we forget in the space of one episode to next what fives is really like
0: oh yeah but he was an exceptionally noble clone who more importantly than the cool work that he did more importantly than saving the day on Umbara or being part of the 501st through countless battles he and saving um to please life Right? Yeah. After Tiplar got shot, he tackled Tup. He spoke to the soul of being a clone.
1: Yeah. I want to absolutely honor and celebrate fives. I have a small secondary Baywatch shout out for Django Fett. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because when we're walking through this genetic hall of records Mm -hmm. on Camino, I was just thinking that if you're going to talk about a clone, if you're going to talk about their nature and their personality, you kind of have to talk about Django Fett. Yeah. Because even if you're talking about nature versus nurture, some of fives comes from Django. Oh yeah. And I was like, man, what do we know about Django Fett? What connections can we draw between Basically nothing, his honestly. personality and fives? Very little, but the fact that we love fives so much means that there's something in Django Fett that corresponds that we probably would love, too.
0: And it's probably that no-nonsense, of the punches just...
1: Complete, absolute efficiency and...
0: General scariness, honestly.
1: And just, like, ability to get a job done. Yes. Yeah. Startling
0: competence.
1: Yes, yeah, startling competence. Mm-hmm. Yes. God, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. Small shout-out for Django Fett. We don't know you. We might love you.
0: Also... Get some taps. Yeah. (laughs) But we did that back in like the fifth episode of the podcast. We
1: really did. Yeah. We've been there, done that. Yeah. That
0: was a while ago.
1: That's it for the conspiracy arc of season six. And it feels like we're already kind of getting into season six there's just not that much of it there's not
0: it's a short season so next week we are doing the second rush clovis arc
1: rush clovis i know we dealt with him If, if you don't
0: see a body he's not dead
1: oh my god i thought anakin wait are you telling me that anakin wore that incredibly stupid hat back in the early seasons of the clone wars for nothing yep just to see Rush Clovis again?
0: We're seeing Rush Clovis again in season six, episode five, six, and seven, so it's a triple header too.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. And yeah, we're we're really approaching the end of the Clone Wars. After that, there's like three more episodes in season six for us.
1: Wow.
0: A lot more if you're watching them, but yeah.
1: Well, I can't say I'm happy to see him again. But we will see him again. So we'll see you next week to talk about Rush Freak and Clovis. Yeah. If you want more Skywalker, you can follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And you can also become one of our patrons. We release bonus content every Thursday.
0: And send this to someone who is startlingly competent.
1: Yeah. And you just look at them and you're like, you go, man.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And someone who can turn into a speeder bike.
1: Yes, we all need a speeder bike friend. And we'll see you next Tuesday.
0: Bye-bye.